0: instructions. We want to talk about the difference between Israel and the church. I'm Tim.
1: And I'm Miss. For us, knowing the answer has made a huge impact on how we see ourselves and scripture. We trust it will do the same for you.
0: You can email us at redpiltorah at gmail.com. Follow us on redpiltorah.podbean.com. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, Google Podcasts, TuneIn, Spotify, Listen Notes, iHeartRadio, and Stitcher. We love to hear from you.
1: And don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. Let us know if you have any topics you'd like us to talk about. Lastly, a special shout out to our listeners in India and the Netherlands.
0: Amen. So, Miss, let's start with the question What is Israel? Some people might say it's a country. Mm-hmm. Since Isaiah chapter 66, verses 8 through 11, was fulfilled on May 14, 1948, there has been a nation of Israel located on at least a part of the land promised to them by the Most High Elohim. The scripture says, Who ever heard of such a thing? Who has ever seen such things? Is a country born in one day? Is a nation brought forth all at once? For as soon as Sion went into labor, she brought forth her children. Would I let the baby break through and not be born? Asks Yehovah. Would I, who caused the birth, shut the womb? Asks your Elohim. Rejoice with Jerusalem. Be glad with her, all you who love her. Rejoice, rejoice with her, all of you who mourned for her, so that you nurse and are satisfied by her comforting breast, drinking deeply and delighting in the overflow of her glory.
1: Daddy, it's humbling to see Bible prophecy being played out in our lifetime and knowing that there's more to come. I agree. Moreover, reading that those who rejoice with her are invited to partake in her blessings, I'm all for that because I only want the best for Israel and peace for Jerusalem. Jehovah's word is true and all that he says will happen.
0: Hey, I'm with you on that, Mama. Israel can be defined as a great nation. Some might say Israel is a people. In the eyes of many, Israel may be synonymous with the Jewish people. Over our lifetime, we've even heard people say that Israel is now the church, but with modified requirements. You know, no, lo- no more law, just grace. That brings to mind our next question. So what is the church?
1: I've heard some suggest that the church are those who profess to be Christians and share the same Bible as the Jews, but not all the same rules. Wikipedia defined the church as the Catholic Church. Some say it's a building where Christians gather. Some even suggest that it's simply a tax-exempt organization. Hmm.
0: Well, in our podcast, episode 41, we mentioned some Jewish people see Shavuot at, at Mount Sinai as the birthday of the Jewish nation. So I guess it's not our place to tell them when their birthday is. Many Christians say Pentecost is the birthday of the church, not even knowing that Pentecost and Shavuot are the same holy day. If you haven't already, please check out our episode number 41 for more perspective on that. Anyway, as believers in Yeshua, we should be clear on the difference between Israel and the church.
1: We've discussed Israel in previous podcasts, right?
0: Yes, we have.
1: Various scriptures describe Israel as the seed of Abraham, a nation comprised of 12 tribes, the apple of Jehovah's eye, a nation of kings and priests to our Elohim. For our purpose, we will define Israel as the descendants of Abraham who are in covenant with the Creator, Jehovah. We ultimately see all of Israel together in Revelation chapter 7 verse 9 which reads, After this I looked and there before me was a huge crowd too large for anyone to count from every nation, tribe, people and language. They were standing in front of the throne and in front of the Lamb dressed in white robes and holding palm branches in their hands. And they shouted victory to our Elohim who sits on the throne. And to the Lamb.
0: Wow, I can hardly wait to get there, Mama. Mm -hmm. Now, let's talk about the church. In the King James Bible, the first mention of the word church is in Matthew chapter 16, verses 17 through 18. Yeshua asked his disciples how people identified him. After a few answers, Yeshua asked the disciples who did they say he was. Simon Peter identified Yeshua as the Messiah. Verses 16 through 17 pick up with, And Jesus answered and said unto him, Blessed art thou, Simon bar Jonah, for flesh and blood hath not revealed it unto thee, but my Father which is in heaven. And I say also unto thee, that thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Now, that's the wording in the King James Translation. We mentioned in previous podcasts that copies of the Gospel of Matthew exist in the Hebrew language. Evidence points points out that it was originally written in Hebrew, not Greek or Latin. Now, in Shem Tov's Hebrew Matthew, it doesn't exactly say church. The words used are fill it. Beit means house, to fill it loosely translated means prayer so in this scripture yeshua is saying upon this rock i will build my house of prayer not my church organization per se this is the only instance we found of the word church being translated from house of prayer
1: the second time the word church in the king james version is written is in matthew chapter 18 verse 17 This scripture is about what to do when you have a disagreement with a fellow believer. Verse 17 concludes, "And if he shall neglect to hear them, tell them, tell it to the church. But if he refuses to hear the church, let him go, let him be unto thee as a heathen and a publican." The Hebrew Matthew uses the word "kahal" instead of church. Kahal means assembly. So in this case it reads, tell it to the assembly. In the Torah, the word Adah is also used to describe Israel. It simply means congregation or assembly. In both the Tanakh, the Tanakh is the Torah written, the writings and the prophets, and in the Brit Hadashah, which is the New Testament, Israel is referred to as an assembly not the church, in the sense that we use that word today.
0: Now, as far as I know, we don't have Hebrew copies of the Acts of the Apostles, but I know that we have Greek copies. Acts 2 verse 47 says that Elohim added to the church daily, such as should be saved. The word translated as church is altas, which means himself, themselves, or itself. So in this case, Elohim added to himself new believers. In other uses of the word church in the New Testament, the most common Greek word is ekklesia. It means a gathering of citizens, an assembly of people at the public place of the council for the purpose of deliberating. Why the word church was used instead of assembly is an interesting question. Miss, what do you know about that?
1: Well, Tim, William Tyndale was a 16th century theologian and Bible translator. Mm -hmm. It was Tyndale who produced the first English translation of the Bible from the original Hebrew and Greek scriptures, and not the Latin Vulgate text. History records that he became fluent in as many as eight languages and he was passionate about common people knowing the Bible for themselves. Some decades after Tyndale's death, King James commissioned nearly 50 Bible scholars to produce the authoritative English translation of the Bible. The majority of the New Testament text in the 1611 King James Version of the Bible comes directly from William Tyndale's translation. It is documented that Tyndale's translation of the Scriptures translates "ecclesia" as assembly, not church. His translation only uses the word church in Acts 19 verse 37, which refers to temples of the Greek gods and other pagan worship places. Uh, Read Acts 19 verses 21 through 41 for the full context. It talks about a huge protest led by the silversmiths in Asia because their livelihoods were being threatened by the effective preaching of the gospel. Go figure.
0: Yeah, how about that? (laughs) Why didn't William Tyndale use the word church to refer to the believers in Messiah, Yeshua? Maybe because of the origin of the word church. We found that the origin of the word church comes from the word or name Sirkei. That's the name of the goddess daughter of Helios, the sun god. Now some podcasts ago, I made the comment that we can't walk a few feet without tripping over some reference to sun god worship. It looks like this is another example of what I was complaining about. Mm -hmm. If you want to read more about this and other examples of how sun god worship has been mixed in with the worship of Jehovah, buy a copy of the book. Come Out of Her, My People by C.J. Coster. That's K-O-S-T-E-R. Now, it's only about 130 pages of well-referenced information. Miss and I read it some years ago, and I've followed some of the other sources referenced in the book. Now, this book is based on very credible sources, and the historical information it shares highlights our need for repentance as a body of believers. More on that in a future podcast.
1: Now Tim, this is not a bad place to ask the question. What would you do if you discovered the way you live your life and some of your beliefs were out of line with God's instructions? Would you take the blue pill and say, "Hey, I'm saved and that's all that matters." Or take the red pill and search the scriptures so that you are rooted and grounded in the truth of your faith? Only you can answer that question. Acts 7 gives what we think is the best answer to the question, what is the difference between Israel and the church? Starting at verse 37, it reads, this is that Moses, or this is that Moshe, which said unto the children of Israel, a prophet shall the Lord your God raise up unto you of your brethren, like unto me, him shall you hear. This is he, Moshe, that was in the church in the wilderness with the angel, which spoke to him in Mount Sinai and with our fathers, who received the lively oracles to give unto us." When Stephen was schooling the mob about the history of Israel from its inception with Abraham to the present, he refers to the children of Israel as the church in the wilderness. As I mentioned before, some people believe that the church and Israel are two distinct groups, but Stephen referred to Israel as the church. Now, I
0: don't know if the King James translators meant to refer to Israel as the church, but I'm sure glad they did it here. We have come to understand that Israel has a natural-born component and a spiritual component. Mm -hmm. Both are Israel. It was not an accident that the people who received the Ruach HaKodesh in Acts chapter 2 were Hebrews by birth, it is also not an accident that Cornelius, and the Gentiles with him received the very same Ruach HaKodesh. They were grafted in, into Israel. Right. We also know a bit about the word church. I encourage you to read more about that and other words and practices that we use every day. Not all of them have their origins in the scriptures, you know. Just know that whatever label you apply to the people who received the Torah at Mount Sinai, That label should also apply to believers in Messiah Yeshua today.
1: The question was, what is the difference between Israel and the church? Based on what we've learned, the answer is, there is no difference. If you define church as true believers in Messiah Yeshua, remember, believing is not how you feel, but what you do. Those who obey His instructions are those who love and believe in Him. Being a member of the church organization does not make you a citizen of spiritual Israel. According to Ephesians 2, verses 11 through 13, it says, Therefore remember your former state, you Gentiles, by birth, called the uncircumcised by those who merely have the operation on their flesh, who are called the circumcised. At that time had no Messiah, you were estranged from the nation or from the national life of Israel. You were foreigners to the covenant embodying God's promise. You were in this world without hope and without God. But now you who were far off or once far off have been brought near through the shedding of the Messiah's blood.
0: Amen. Belief in the Messiah Yeshua is the key to spiritual Israel for everyone. In Romans chapter 1 verses 16 through 17, Paul tells us, for I am not ashamed of the Gospel, since it is Elohim's powerful means of bringing salvation to everyone who keeps on trusting, to the Jew especially, but equally to the Gentile. For in it is revealed how Elohim makes people righteous in His sight, and from beginning to end it is through trust, as the Tanakh puts it. But the person who is righteous will live his life by trust.
1: Amen, Daddy. Amen. Well, that's it for today's podcast. Please go back and listen again. Read over the scriptures and discuss them with your family and friends. And thank you for spending 15 or so minutes with us at Red Pill Tour, where you you can
0: handle the truth. truth.